0: Welcome to the Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Welcome to this episode of the Determined Mom Show. And today we have a special guest, Mary Clavier. She is from the Transition Collective and she is also the host of the Fearless Business Podcast. So, welcome, Mary. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me, Amanda. Yeah, definitely. I'm super excited for you to be here and also for this topic. It is something, especially in 2020, that we all started to struggle with even more than we did before. I know I am a serial entrepreneur and I've been working at home for close to four years now. 2020 just threw us for a loop. So Today, we're going to be talking about how to integrate yourself and home life into growing your business in a more sustainable way. Tell us a little bit about you before we get started. Sure. Yeah. So
1: I'm, I'm based in the New Jersey area, New York, New Jersey area, and I have two young girls ages seven and four and a half. And I've, I've also been running my businesses for yeah about, about four years or so now, full-time, I left my my corporate job to work for myself. So it is an interesting dynamic when the world kind of shut down and switched to doing everything on Zoom and, oh, what's Zoom? And I'm sitting there like, I've been using Zoom for a while now. So yeah, so I left corporate to build a product company that I have, Brief Transitions, which is mesh underwear for women after they have a baby or after surgery. From there, kind of grew to these other areas and the Transitions Collective, which is a community for mom business owners because there's really power around supporting each other and learning from each other so that we don't have to go at it alone.
0: I love that. And I also love your product because thank you. I think we touched on this before um, in a private conversation, but those underwear that they give you at the hospital are just absolutely horrible. It's basically like cheesecloth, right? <laughs> yeah. I know that's like completely aside, but if you are pregnant or know anybody that is about to give birth, this is like the greatest gift ever. Thank you. Yes. It's there. I've found over time and
1: through research that there's varying levels of quality to the hospital underwear. So depending on your hospital, you may get some that are not so great at all and some that are a little bit better, but yeah, brief transitions is a way for women to have what they need when they have a baby, because we should have the products that we need for postpartum recovery. Yeah,
0: we should. <laughs> Just- and the support and the all of the other yes. things. I could go into that. That's like a whole other episode. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. And I love that you basically solved that problem for us. I love it. Let's talk about that home life, self, business. Like how in the world do we figure that out?
1: Yeah. The first thing that I like to start with is that work-life balance is a myth. It's unachievable and it does not exist. So it's really about... How can we, how can we operate in ways that are more sustainable for us? And that's kind of what I've, you know, seen over this past year for myself and for my community members, because really, you know, we're juggling so many things. So I like to think about the self, the home, family life, and also business as three different categories that we always shift through. And even if you don't have your own business, you know, the business section could be work, for example, career. If you picture a triangle, okay, a, a pyramid, the bottom, the base of the pyramid is the self. And then the middle section is the home and family and the top is the business. And really what I find is that we we always have to shift between these three areas, but the, the base of what it all comes down to is really the self. That's the base of the pyramid. It's the largest piece of the pyramid because it's the most important piece. And I think a lot of people over this past year have kind of seen that, you know, if we're not taking care of ourselves, we can't show up for other people. We can't show up for our family. We can't show up for our business in the ways that we want to. That's so So, true. And as moms, you know, we're kind of always told like to put ourselves last, you know, or like there's this like subconscious thing around, like we have to give ourselves to everything else and everyone else before ourselves. Yeah. But this is really saying that you need to take care of yourself first so that you can show up and kind of work your way up that pyramid for the other parts of your life too
0: I agree 100% I think right now my pyramid is upside down <laughs> Not okay but it's upside down because I'm in like a growth period in my business and I'm trying to scale and you know do all of these different things and the home is basically staying the same because I try to maintain that you know time frame but then the self, obviously suffers and gets that little tiny top of the pyramid, which is not okay.
1: Right. At the end of the day, like what you're doing in your business, like, is it most effective if you're not taking care of yourself too? you know, like from a productivity standpoint or, you know, however you want to look at it to your point too, there are seasons to it all, right? Like sometimes our business is going to have more, sometimes our home life is going to have more, but something I always like to say is like, how can you keep that self portion consistent, at least with some, like, minimum baseline efforts so that it can like sustain you for the other areas.
0: Yeah, that's huge. And I think if we can all get our pyramid aligned, at least, you know, just not like you said, not think of it as like a static pyramid, but something that changes as our business and our life and our, you know, kids activities and COVID, all of these things, hopefully someone is listening to this in the future and they're like, Oh, so glad we don't have to deal with COVID anymore. But (laughs) Right now we're still in the thick of it. So, you know, it's just one of those things that we're trying to all continue to deal with.
1: Yeah. And like really not being hard on ourselves as we do that. Right. So I usually tell my community members or, or other clients that I work with, it's really about, you know, where are you, where are you right now? Like do an assessment either a mini assessment daily or something weekly to just say, Hey, where am I giving my time? Did I do something for myself today? Even just one thing, you know, I
0: love it. One thing. I think that's a good goal that we can all start with. (laughs) Yeah. Like let's just go ahead and do one thing today that we're going to enjoy, you know, and then fills our bucket or whatever you would call it. I don't know how, you know, what that um, expression would be or what you, you know, refer to that as, but yeah, it is. I, You
1: know, I I mostly hear about filling your cup. I'm not a huge fan of that phrase. I don't know why, even though it's it's very accurate. Same thing for, you know, put your life jacket on before helping others, something along those lines, but really taking care of yourself first.
0: So what in the world can we do, can I do right now to flip my pyramid back over and make it the right way?
1: Yeah, so you can you can ask yourself some questions in each of the areas and you can also take a look at at how you're spending your time and either i know i mean covid it it runs the gamut for people about what their days look like and how much time they do have for themselves and everything but really in the self category i would first be looking at what's one thing that you're doing for yourself today and even ahead of that What are the things that you like to do for yourself so that you can have a menu to pick from? Do you like journaling? Do you like exercising? Do you like reading? You know, whatever it might be. And first identifying some of those things that you really like and that you enjoy and that you want time for yourself to do. It does not count if you're like going grocery shopping by yourself. It does not count if you're folding the laundry by yourself, like nothing that's chores related. Yeah, It's really something for you that you enjoy that is not work.
0: I think that that is like a huge statement right there, because I think we all have been like, oh my God, I get to go to the grocery store and like, there's no one with me. And like, I can take as much time as I want. And you know, like those moments we feel like it's self-care, but it's not. You're right. It's right. like, which don't get me adult wrong. Things. Right.
1: I I enjoy those moments too when I'm by myself doing those things, but it's not the same, right? It's not the same. So really looking at what are the things that you like to do and what's one that you can pick. It's not meant to be overwhelming, like, oh, now I have this list and I have to cram all of these things in. It's really meant to be, here's a menu that I can pick from and how am I feeling today? What would feel the most restorative to me? What would feel most aligned to me in this moment that would really give me some energy?
0: For me, I know one of my favorite things, and maybe you can share some of yours as well. Um, I definitely love walking and listening to podcasts and watching my Philly mindless 90 day fiance shows. Also puzzling.
1: We did a lot of puzzles in quarantine. Yeah. yeah. I love puzzles.
0: Yeah. My daughter came to me the other day and she was like, um, we have like 30 some puzzles and we've only done 13 of them. And I'm like, well, good. You Still have lots to do. (laughs) So those are some of mine. Um, what are some of yours? I love
1: journaling. I love writing, which if you ask me before COVID, like I've I've never considered myself a writer of any kind, didn't keep a journal. I was like anytime I felt inspired to write in a journal, I would write like a paragraph and then stop, you know, oh I'm gonna do this every day. And then I stopped. Yeah. Um, but during during COVID and especially at the beginning with quarantine, I found it very therapeutic to just write and like release all my thoughts. And there's something about not getting feedback on any of it, just like putting it out there the way you see it and not worrying about comments or what people think, or, Oh, my writing is terrible. Like half of it's just mindless, but I just write to really, and it really, really helps me. So now I do that very regularly, like pretty much daily. If I find myself, if I don't, if I find a day where I didn't write, it feels different and I say, oh, I shouldn't have missed that.
0: Oh, that's interesting. I know exactly that feeling. Cause I have that same feeling when I have my like counseling sessions <laughs> where I yeah. just like get out everything, but I love the fact that you can do it every day, you know?
1: Yeah. You know, some days I have a nice block of time and I'm able to write a lot and really like release everything. And other days it's not so much, you know, it might be like five, 10 minutes, but it's the, and I also write in an actual journal. I use um, the artist's way. It's a really amazing practice. There's something about physically writing like pen to paper that I also find so helpful. Like I move the computer out of the way. I just sit with the book and the pen and it's a, it's a very different feeling.
0: Very therapeutic. Yeah. Kind of gone over the self a little bit. Like, Mm -hmm. are there any other Things that we can do in self, or should we move on to home?
1: If someone has already started and they're like, Oh, I do one thing a day, or you might even do two things a day, the next thing you can kind of look at that's important is your morning and your evening routines. So that's something else I like to share with people because what are you doing first thing in the morning and what are you doing before you go to bed and how is that helping you for yourself? You know, so I know. People may go through phases with this too, but are you checking your phone first thing in the morning? You know, are you reading emails before you do anything else? That's putting information in your brain that you have to react to versus doing something for yourself. Like I use the five minute journal. So I, pr- I have a small gratitude practice and I also listen to an affirmations recording. I'm choosing to put things in my head that are more helpful for me for how I will look at the day. Versus, oh, I just read all these emails and now I regret it because I'm fired up because something didn't go right?
0: Yeah, I'm totally guilty of all of those things. So it's hard. and I don't I
1: don't do it every day. you know, like some days I'm better at it than other days. Um, but again, like the one thing per day, I try to just say like, okay, you know, two steps forward, one step, one step back. If I missed a day, I'll, you know, do better tomorrow, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, but just keeping that in my mind, as something like, okay, how am I protecting my mindset? Because really yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, that's that's what you need to be like top-notch in order to get through the day, you know? So what yeah. are the things that you can do to really support it as best as you can?
0: Going back, <laughs> pre-COVID, I was amazing at that. I had like a routine where I got up and meditated, I did some stretches, I did journaling. I had a gratitude journal where I wrote like five things that, um, and I have an episode about it too. Um, So if anybody listened to that episode, I'm totally out of practice with that. Five things that I am grateful for that have happened and five things as if they have happened that I'm trying to manifest into, into reality. And I've totally fallen off the wagon with that, like completely I'm trying to get back on.
1: Yeah. And most of us have, I mean, I fell off the wagon for a long time. It's actually very recent that I'm, that I feel put together and back on board with a few of the things, like some of them, I just. They just totally disappeared, and there was like a big chunk of time. And I, and I realized later, like I even stopped exercising for a while. I was just like I was not having movement at all of any sort. And I forced myself back to it one day, and I was like, "Oh, this this is what I needed." But it's hard, especially for moms. Like right now, it's like a million things on our plates, and a global pandemic, and kids at home, and work of any kind, plus the chores, plus, you know, and it, plus, 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 And there's just all these things. So I also always tell people, you know, it's not to feel guilty. It's not to feel like you're not reaching these things. The first step is really just being mindful or being aware of them so that you can start to incorporate them. Because really, I mean, we have enough that we beat ourselves up about. So it's, you know, how yeah. can we support ourselves more?
0: I love that. And I think that your example of the pyramid really supports that because it can be like a skinny pyramid at first and like, you know, like almost vertical and then it can grow, you know, to yes. like a fat, like, what is it? Uh, I don't know. I'm not like up on my pyramid terms, but you know, it can be a really fat pyramid, you know, yeah. and the and bottom the, can be huge. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yes, exactly. Yeah.
1: Because then the foundation of the self is really encompassing so much more as you add baby steps. I, I like the phrase slow and steady wins the race. Yeah. Because it's really, it's just about incremental change, you know?
0: All right. So what about home? Like what is, what can we do? Yeah. So home,
1: I like to look at, you know, kind of taking a analyzing, you know, observing what's going on right now at home, what things are working well, what things are not working so well, So it might be the way the schedule is is set up, or it might be the chores or the meal planning or whatever it is, like looking at what some of those pain points are at home right now, and then kind of evaluating, okay, what can we do about those? If there is a certain chore that you absolutely do not like doing at all, it causes you a lot of stress and say like, if you have a partner at home, the partner doesn't mind that one, it's having a conversation around like, okay, can we switch some things around so that I don't have that one anymore because I really don't like it or it causes me a lot of stress or whatever it is. So I usually say to kind of take a look at how things are operating and celebrate the things that are going well and then see which things, if they're not going well, that you can you can improve somehow or you know make your way through them
0: definitely working out those things. And if you have any type of help, that's helpful. There are probably a lot of single moms listening and they may not have that help. So do you have any tips for them that may be able to help them, you know, (laughs) do those things that they hate, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. Or, well, even looking at like, what are the things that absolutely have to get done versus what are the things that are just, nice to have, or like, you know, you know, you'd like, you'd like to have done. So like, you know, having meals on the table versus, you know, having a clean house, for example, like, and maybe really looking at which ones, which of those are things that you really have to prioritize. And if, if you don't have other support to do them, I mean, it sounds like easier said than done, but are there things that can can change your perspective around them? Or like if you really don't like dinner time, for example, like getting the meals together is very stressful. Is there a way that you can make it easier? Could you do planning? People talk about this one a lot. Like could you do meal planning of some sort or could you make meals that last a few days so that you don't have to revisit the same thing over and over? I I personally, it drives me nuts. Like I get to the end of the day and I'm like, oh, what's for dinner? And it's painful, painful every day. And I'm like, and the days that I don't have that, the days where I made like, I don't know, a big pot of soup or something and, and I already have that ready and it just needs to be heated up. It, it makes such a difference to my day. It makes a difference to when I stop work and, and all of those things. So are there like little hacks, you know, that could, that could help you even if you don't, you know, have some of that other support. (laughs)
0: I'm all about the hacks and I love that example too, because we, you know, experienced that this week when I made, you know, a big pot of chili and just having that there and not having to worry about like even lunch the next day. And so like, it can be something else that just relaxes you.
1: Yeah. I try. I mean, I try my best for every single meal. We try to have at least two meals out of it Mm -hmm. at least Yeah, because That's that's like, cut in half of like lunches and dinners, Mm -hmm. you know, or like have something easy to put with it. Like if we're, if it's like, there's a little bit of leftover soup, okay, do we have something frozen that we can just put with it to make it more substantial?
0: Is there anything else in the home category that we need to focus on or should we move on to business? You know, one
1: other thing that I hear a lot is around, you know, having like a a tidy space or like, you know, people think like, oh, I'll just, clean, you know, clean up the living room or get the sink, put the dishes in the dishwasher, that kind of thing, because that will give me clear space for, you know, working, for example. If you have a separate space where you can close the door, I would just ignore all those things and close the door and do your work first. Because really at the end of the day, like, that's just going to be there again later. It's a way that stops us from getting the other things done. And then at the end of the day, I think we don't feel as accomplished and we don't have to have clean houses all the time.
0: Yeah, I agree. No
1: one's coming over.
0: (laughs) If they are, they can just uh, clean it themselves.
1: Um. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's it's weird, it's uncomfortable sometimes, but I, I try to like, I've been trying to train myself to say like, okay, like let that go. It's very hard. I have not fully done that yet. So again, easier said than done. But um, I think the more we practice that, the more comfortable we are with it. And we could just say like, okay, that's, that's for later. That's for when I shut off for my work time, but I need my work time first, for example.
0: Yeah. I, in my mind, I personally have to think about it as like, okay, I'm going to work. And then when I enter my office, like I'm at a job, you know what I mean? And like, I just have to focus and try to get as much done as I can in that time frame. And if I feel like I've gotten enough done, then maybe I'll quit early or whatever. But there's a, a certain threshold that I have to meet in my mind in order to feel comfortable leaving my office. Things like, you
1: know, emptying the dishwasher or the dishes or whatever, it can be at a time when you're like having conversations with your kids or, you know, stuff like that. So it's like, it doesn't have to be you just doing that ahead of other things.
0: Yeah. Yep. And that can be quality time. You can get your kids to help you or yeah. whatever. We actually make our kids do that in our house. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like we started your, Yeah, definitely. We started with like some of the dishes and cleaning up the table and setting the table and stuff. Those like age appropriate tasks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes a difference.
0: It does. And it, it takes a little bit of the workload off of you, puts mm-hmm. it on them and teaches them responsibility and not to use 4,000 dishes. Um, <laughs> next, next we're tackling laundry, like not to change your clothes <laughs> six times a day because you're like at home in the middle of a pandemic and you don't have to even ever see anyone except for us. I'm glad my kids aren't the only one. Well, one of
1: my two does like at least five outfit changes a day. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like what seriously, is happening?
0: yeah. Like who is going to see you? No one, your your classmates might see you. And then sometimes my one daughter will wear pajamas, like the same pair of pajamas like 24, seven for like two days. And I'm like, you can't do that. Just yes. like normal clothes. That's part of like mental health. You have to like, at least get dressed, you know, like at, at least. So. Exactly.
1: I have one child that changes 10 times a day and another child that would stay in her pajamas all the time. And I have to tell her like, okay, it's day two. You have to change.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We have, we have a two day limit in our house as well. Yeah. <laughs> you better get in regular clothes now. <laughs> awesome. Well, Is there any other things that we should touch on, like bringing it all together or like, what is the final kind of wrap up of all of that amazing advice that you've given us?
1: I'd say the other thing is when you look at your business, how do you have your business mapped out? I mean, there, there's a lot in there, but what are the parts that you're focused on and how you're growing? And do you have solid strategies behind them? Because. What, what I usually see is, you know, as entrepreneurs, a lot of people love to chase squirrels. I'm guilty of that too, or shiny objects or whatever you want to call them. And it's really about how can, you, how can you have a plan and kind of limit some of that? Because we already see, I mean, we talk through the self and the home. We're very short on time, right? So how can we use our time most effectively? And I think a lot of what goes into that is is how we plan around it, how we evaluate. Part of that is evaluating where we're strong in our businesses, where we may need outside support or to hire other people, everything like that. So that's really in the business piece of really how do you focus to have the, even if you have a small amount of time, have it be most effective and impactful for you.
0: Thank you so much for sharing all of that. It's like after we accomplish these things and like get our, pyramid at least for me turned around <laughs> I think it's gonna be um, you know so peaceful and so relaxed is the feeling that I get you know of like okay once I can figure that out then I feel like I'm going to be more relaxed on a daily basis. So.
1: yeah it's all about progress right and like it's a continuous journey but I think the the more you practice it the more you kind of learn about yourself. And you know what your strengths are, you know what your triggers are, you know, you know, a lot of these things that will help you see like, okay, where am I really spending my time? What do I need for myself? When do I get overwhelmed in my business? The more self-aware you are, I think that's where some of the relaxed will come in because you're, you're understanding it more and you're able to evaluate and apply, evaluate and apply and kind of make those changes.
0: Well, thank you so much, Mary, for being here and sharing all of this wisdom with us. Where can people find you on the internet? Sure. So I'm at the
1: Transitions
0: Collective.
1: That's the website, thetransitionscollective.com, and also on Instagram at the Transitions Collective. And I do have a workbook that goes with what we talked about specific for your audience. And that's at thetransitionscollective.com slash mom. So I'll give you the link. It's the hyphen determined
0: hyphen mom. Perfect. I will put that in the show notes. So if you're listening, you will be able to access that as soon as the episode airs. So um, definitely reach out to Mary. If you have any questions about anything we've talked about today, she is a wealth of knowledge, as you can tell. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. This episode of The Determined Mom Show is brought to you by the Google My Business Optimization Workbook. In this workbook, you will learn how to optimize your own Google My Business listing to increase your calls, website visits, and your revenue. TDM Marketing has perfected the art of ranking small businesses on Google using only Google My Business listings over the past four years. We've helped hundreds of businesses get into the top three and the local pack. This workbook contains every step of our optimization process. We take a holistic approach and evaluate your ideal clients and service areas. This workbook will walk you step by step through our exact optimization formula. This formula has helped hundreds of business owners to increase their revenue, brand awareness, and local and national service areas. Your ability to rank on Google is based on so many SEO factors on your website. With Google My Business Optimization and Management, you can take a much quicker route to get in front of your ideal, ready-to-buy customers without paying thousands for search engine optimization. You can grab your Google My Business Optimization Workbook at tdm marketingcom